to the Clear Tai Chi Mastermind meeting. We're recording this on June 11th, Friday, June 11th of 2021. And the, uh, we just finished having our Clear Tai Chi family gathering last weekend. And the uh, in-house with us today is Matt Holker, the regional organizer for Maribel, Knoxville, Tennessee. Hello, everybody. Welcome. And visiting us in, in house today, Sheila Bell from Costa Rica, and she can tell you what parts. <laughs> so I'm located in Guanacaste, which is the northern Pacific area in Costa Rica. And I give classes in Playa del Coco, Playa Panama, and Liberia. Good to be here. Welcome. Glad to have her in house today. The, uh, 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 I'm obviously here, your host. The, uh, and with us also today is Art Don in the Washington, D.C. area. I can have him tell you where. Yeah, I am in Greenbelt, Maryland. That is about 12 miles east of Washington, D.C. Um, Ty Talbert in Colton, California, and he'll tell you what other locations. Yes, I teach in the Inland Empire and Riverside, Colton, and Redlands. Welcome. And Mark Mashad in Michigan. I'm gonna let him tell you where in Michigan. Hi, it's uh, uh, the Midwest Michigan area covering the Grand Rapids and Lansing surrounding areas. Welcome. Philip Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Hello. Hello. Who am I leaving out here? Harry Lake in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Hello there, Seafood. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. And Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida. And any other areas, by the way, every time any other areas you might be in, let them know. And yep. Uh, we're just about a hip and a scout uh, jump from. Uh... Skipping a jump from Fort Lauderdale or all the way up to West Palm Beach. Cool. Welcome, welcome. Did I leave out anybody? Okay, excellent. So uh, the uh, Clear Tai Chi International Family Gathering, our, this was our first one, our inaugural one. Woo! And the, uh, we'll be holding this each year as it currently stands. It'll be that first full weekend in June, starting usually on the uh, Thursday for our regional organizers and then Friday for Clear Tai Chi instructors and then Friday day and then starting at about six o'clock on Friday check-in and then the weekend for everybody like that. And then tests at the end of it um, that are scheduled. And then the Monday I usually reserve for like private lessons and tests that are other than, because the Sunday tests at the end of the day, there are the after the event are the clear Tai Chi level one and the internal push hands. Um, anyways, the uh, if you're interested in coming to the next year and after hearing this, then check the Tai Chi gathering.com and we will be updating it. It'll have this year's information on it still for a while, but then we will be updating it and it will have, you know, as we get closer and closer. I would say somewhere towards after uh, September, October this year, you'll start seeing stuff on it for next year. And then 
more and more and more so that by January-ish, uh, February, it'll be mostly up to date with next year's stuff. The only thing I'll probably be waiting until uh, quite a bit closer to the event will be the actual schedule of times for who's teaching and when and that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, TaiChiGathering.com for more information. Yes. All right, so the first question is um, just to share some of what you liked or how you liked uh, the Clear Tai Chi family gathering. Blast. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I like, well, having different people present different aspects of Tai Chi and, and sort of internal martial arts related activities that everything blended together from you know, on various aspects of softening, relaxing, to, um, for example, the um, massage. Um, Chad presented a sort of a, a simple massage to work on people now that, especially now that we can get back to working um, in proximity one-on-one -on -one with people. It was sort of a simple uh, process that, that I thought was good. And, and I like just, um, Besides seeing all the people, meeting the new people, Chad and George in particular, were just added um, people that uh, that just brought things out more and increased my knowledge and experience with um, various aspects of it and and their particular um, focus on their um, knowledge and experience with the martial arts and um, internal practices. So. That's more or less what I thought. Cool. Carly, I asked Carly what her favorite part of the weekend was because she participated in basically the whole thing. I think one of the nights she left a little bit early because she was just wore out and, and her mom took her home. We gave her a good night's sleep. We, uh, um, and I asked her what her favorite part was because she was she taught and she was scared to death of teaching at first, but by the time she taught, taught the same class three times basically uh because we had the group split in half and then she did it with just the regional organizers you guys um on the thursday so that gave her some practice and with a group of people that she knows quite a bit better but she was pretty afraid and crying and got over that and then um and then had a little bit of that going on on the demo on Friday night. I think it was, had to do mostly with she didn't know what we were going to do. And we had talked about it, but I think she forgot. And then she did better when she did her first class on, we did it on Saturday. And then when she did her second class, it was like she had done it enough times to where she was really with it. And when she, after she did the first one and made it through, um, I'll give you a, a quick background here. At her school, they have a play once a year like that her grade participates in and i had asked carly before she had talked about it a little bit and did she want to be in it and she was like no and she's kind of shy she's really really shy <laughs> and so um on her way home i found out from talking to her mom that night she um she told her mom that she that because of the experience of teaching and being able to get out there and overcome those fears a bit, you know, to, to work her way through them, that she was going to be in the play at school and she was really excited about that. So that was just beyond cool as a parent, um, you know, for, as a dad kind of a thing. 
And then, so at the end of the end of the weekend, I asked her what her favorite thing was out of everything. And she said the classes from everybody. And then I asked her which class was her favorite. And she said, Sheila's. <laughs> so, yeah. and the other thing that, that hit me about that was that uh, this year you were the only lady teaching and she really, really identifies with female role models. So, That's true. Um, yeah, because, um, so I, was, I really liked her class too. Uh, yes. <laughs> A young you or? Um, I wish. Uh, no, <laughs> she's very talented. Very, very talented. And it was, it was really nice to see how she was involved with everybody. Oh yeah. And, um, and really participate, like could have sat on the side being, but yeah. was really in there. She so. was in there. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you. See, um, so everybody else or anybody else? I, I, I just, I mean, I, I really liked that. I, I guess it's kind of the same thing that Art was saying, but just the, the seeing, I, you know, I know so many of you and so many of you were the presenters and we had people from kind of uh, sort of uh, one step outside of our organization who were there, who were kind of, you know, they're, they're friendly with us, but aren't really like doing clear Tai Chi necessarily um, or exclusively. But, uh, but mostly the people who were presenting were like real clear Tai Chi people. And, um, and it's still, everybody brings their own flavor to the table and has their own perspective. And it's sort of like that, um, that uh, uh, what, what is the analogy with the three blind guys in the different parts of the, the elephant. elephant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they, you know, one has the trunk and one has like the, the torso and one has the tail and they all have very different experiences of what this creature must look like because uh, they can't see the whole thing all and you know and they've only got the one part of it but um but seeing the different angles that everybody kind of approach things from helps kind of put a bigger picture on the elephant and you know and it's like oh wow that's amazing you know and you, you start to see all sorts of different kinds of uh, uh perspectives and different sort of individual geniuses that kind of are brought to the system and and the different ways that people have applied themselves to teaching different things and what has come out of that for different teachers and and uh you know the different things that people are focused on in their training it was all it was all amazing to see so many people that i see so often and like wouldn't even know that you know they had that in them <laughs> you know let alone um that like they were really like focused and applying that on the clear tai chi method and on like sharing that so it was really great that was just great seeing everybody. It was awesome. It was a great time. I liked that there was there was some teaching that was just on physical form skills. There was teaching on some mechanics and different different teachers. There were teachings on like Carly did mind e skill stuff. Um, there was teaching on between uh, Sheila and Chad, and it seems like one of the other ones of you things that had to do with physical modality of like massage and, and the between and the, the uh, um, that kind of thing and ha that ties in directly. There was stuff there on um, application and, and really how to use it for self-defense stuff and then different aspects of that. And because there's, there's a lot and then some things that were very extremely specifically health like the, the uh, panel for dealing with COVID um, and that kind of thing. So it was a wide range of material, which it gave in sort of a weekend 
a bit more of a of a uh, what do they call it? Not a uh, a uh, depth. Like yeah, like <laughs> what's that? Depth. Yeah, like a thumbnail version of how many different things there are that really are involved in Tai Chi, Twin, and, and in Clear Tai Chi, the uh, across the board. Um, and then um, that it really had a much wider range than a lot of people would maybe think. And along with that, I think that, uh, that you know, it was impressive to me that despite that, um, that there were people there who, who were of all like kind of um, experience levels uh, from like very, very beginner to like much, much more experienced and then even to like much, much more experienced with clear Tai Chi directly. And, uh, and that everybody got a lot out of every part. Um, it was, it was, you know, it was from, from start to finish, it was really well done that way. And it was because, you know, all the, the individuals involved really were, you know, they did, they did a great job. Are working, <laughs> are working and know their stuff, which is what we're, what we're aiming for. I've been to a lot of the different um, group teaching things like this, where you get a few strong practitioners with a strong um, presentation and that kind of a thing, but then you get a whole lot of other ones where it's not that. I'll just say it that way. And um, what I found to the person here was that there was something that was strong about each and every presentation and every one of them, you know, noticeably very different aspects, but where even our visitors, Chad and George both, uh, made, made it a point to tell me how impressed they were about the depth of knowledge and the width of that knowledge, the, the different subject matter that they saw throughout the weekend that they had not been to, both of them had not been to another event where there was that much knowledge actually put forth where the people had it in that, in that kind of a range um, at any other event that they'd been to. So for what that, for, and that says a lot about you guys. So. Well, we have a good example. I also thought, though, as I as I gave my presentation on the exercises, that and, and with Chad there, who had, of course, advanced knowledge and these internal exercises and things, he was um, looking at it and would often sort of nod his head in agreement and and things sort of sort of saying yes, you know, that, that that's correct. So that that sort of even though I. I knew these exercises pretty well and in various facets of them. It just sort of made me a little more relaxed, maybe, that um, that he was, that this expert was nodding and going along with it. Um, of course, it kept me honest also, because I, I knew uh, I couldn't just make stuff up if it sounded good. But. <laughs> that yep. helped me a lot. Yep, cool, excellent. Well, I think you'll find out with our whole group, too. If somebody came in with some BS, our group's going to be nice to you, but, but, you know, they're going to know <laughs> they're everybody. Most of all of you guys here are skilled enough. You're going to see it right, right now. They're not going to be able to get away with a bunch of silly something and claiming this is like the real stuff. Um, so that's, that's a, that's a nice benefit of the group is that it will separate out people that really have skill. And also they kind of have to bring their A game. And that's what I want anybody that's visiting with us to do is I want them to have to bring that A game so that they can actually jive with our group appropriately. And otherwise, be the student, learn and keep doing that. Eventually you'll have you know, your stuff to do that with if you're not ready for it now.
but at least it, it really keeps it very honest, very real, and very um, progressive in terms of gaining skill and, um, you know, putting that best foot forward. If I could, if I could yeah. throw something in to that effect, uh, I just um, – I, my experience in the past with the different Tai Chi groups um, has been, you know, just do the form and it'll come. <laughs> and, but, but, and if if the one thing that this the gathering illustrated was that you're know, doing the form you do run across a lot of these things that we were talking about but the gathering and, and events like that it, it amazed me that you can accelerate so much what you're learning just doing the exercise doing the form uh doing the, the part that Mark did about, you know, going through the body and analyzing everything. I mean, it was, it was absolutely amazing because, you know, sometimes we glance over things like that and we don't pay it the proper attention and having that little bit of extra uh, coaching on how to do it and how to go about it. And it accelerates your private practice by so much. So yep. there, all of the things that we went over, Sheila's thing on the massage, I was aware of it, you know, the pressure points um, and, you know, the part that Logan went over about moving or gravity and thinking back and a lot of physical confrontations I've been in that I've used that technique, but I wasn't aware that I even had, had used it. So a lot of the things that we did go over were, so beneficial and it accelerated my learning by years. So cool. thank you. I'm sure I'm sorry. Mark was looking to, to break in there, but it, it seemed pertinent to what you were saying at the moment. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, I was just going to say that the, uh, this is the first time my wife has come to attend and watch one of these events. And uh, over the years, she's, She's went with me to, to dozens of these and other martial arts organizations. And uh, one thing that stood out to her was that, uh, you know, in these other organizations, a lot of time, uh, there's a lot of formality with an emphasis on rank and, you know, uh, odd rules and uh, a little bit of uh, awkwardness, I guess, comes through. And uh, she didn't see any of that at, at this event. Uh, everybody was very nice, warm, friendly. Um, my daughter was uh, testing at the end of the weekend for the certifications with the push hands and the basic skills. And as the weekend progressed, she was becoming paralyzed with fear. She worries about tests. And uh, Sheila took some time to talk to her and work with her, which, which uh, really impressed my wife, see that people would be... Uh, so helpful, I guess, and, and so open. So I think that's something that kind of gets lost a little bit, or it's maybe something somebody wouldn't think of right away. You know what I mean? Usually go right to the, like the, the cool stuff, you know, but that, that is very impactful, I think. Cool. I'll double up on that, uh, Mark. Um, I, I love the fact that regardless of uh, how long you've been with uh, Clear Tai Chi, we're all on equal footing. And I have been with uh, another system for a little over a decade that I left a while ago. When I went to their events, oh my God, the level of 
tension between the inst- what level instructor and what belt student and what's appropriate. But oh my god, just shoot me. It's part of why I left. Uh, so anyway, we. Uh, yeah, we don't have that going on. Not to say that there isn't the proper level of respect uh, amongst us as well, too, but it's not that whole thing. Um, the, the other thing that's kind of neat is, um, well, all of us here on this call and, and some others, we're used to training with each other as fellow students of Sifu Clear uh, and to get to see each of us in uh, the teaching mode. Because how really often do we get that. to see that? Yeah, so that was really kind of neat. Um, love that. And the, just the diversity, again, of everything that was shared. Uh, and also great to have uh, a couple of people that aren't exactly in our system and probably more as the years go on and, you know, we continue growing the event um, and, and having their reaction to this stuff that we teach and that we're learning where they're going, whoa, there's some things I haven't been exposed to in my decades of Tai Chi training um so that's just even more validation for what we're doing and what we're getting from you and the fact that you you know many of us have some uh training prior to being with you sifu clear but the majority of what we're doing we have gotten from you and the fact that you can take students and make instructors out of them that are legitimate is a really strong testament so thank you thank you the uh one of my fun moments with george and carly was that um, uh, we were standing there and she and Carly and George were interacting. He was saying something to the effect that, you know, when she gets, because he taught a thing on what I call hydraulic pumps. Now he was calling it um, the five bows, but I've seen a lot of training on the five bows. And if this was the five bows that George was putting across, he wasn't putting it across at the lead tendon level. He was putting it across at the chi level. Uh, and so it was a bit, good bit different than what I had seen presented as bows before, but hydraulic pumps uh, and the way that that works into the ground, uh, I had seen that from my teachers anyways. And so he had done that. He was interacting with Carly and was like, man, when she gets those, when she gets those, what he called the bows down, she's going to be something else. And I said, oh, she's got that now. And he gave me a look like, yeah, right. And I said, Carly, stand there in your Wuchi for getting ready for doing stuff, you know, in the, with that energetically. And, and she did have the double weighted air going a little bit, but I've trained her here over the last three to six months on really just removing that where she'll sometimes stand there and have it going on. Like we mostly all do everybody and not just us, but, but everybody I've ever seen, you know, it's just because it's a little bit of work to not have the double weighted air. And so she was resting like that. And I said, take out the double weighted air. And she did. And the and I mean, it was, and it was instant. And then I was like, feel her now. And George's eyes went open like, whoa. And I was like, oh yeah, she's had that for a while. Um, she, you know, we don't teach it the way that George put it across, but it is that same skill set. And he was like, she is going to be something else. And I was like, oh yeah, but he was, uh, thinking we didn't really have that skill and then figured out pretty quickly that, well, my 11 year old daughter's got it. I think some of the other ones of us do too. <laughs> so that was, that was fun anyways. And George to uh, Carly um, size difference wise is, is pretty fun. Um, she's, she's kind of an itty bitty 11 year old girl and he is a great big burly kind of dude. Um, and uh, uh, 
and yeah, it's, uh, I can only imagine if she can put across real juice, and so I, I can only imagine what this experience of that must have been. <laughs> yep. Anybody else? I don't, I'm not, from looking at the list, I'm not sure who else. I think that was maybe everybody. Okay. I'll, so, I'll say something in addition to the excellent material, like the actual content, which was, it was really, really high level. It was really nice. Um, what also impressed me so much was how everyone got along so well and people that you had never met before, um, you know, you could find things in common instantly. And so it was just a really nice uh, environment. And, you know, the best way to learn something is if you're having fun, you're enjoying yourself. And so between the people and the material, it was, it was just a fantastic weekend. Friendly, friendly and fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite part of the gathering? I already told you Carly's part, favorite part there, she said was the classes. Um, for me, I think it was um, experiencing each of you teaching, you know, get, getting to see you in that role and, and kind of, and your, you know, the little nuances of that and some of the dynamics of that and seeing what people got from seeing that your, your specific perspective on, or your thing that isn't something that we normally do in the system, but so Jim, you can say that out loud, not Panera bread. He says not Panera bread. Yeah. So one of the things here at Maribel, when you, if, and when you, you, you come here and we're going to be, we're looking at this next year and from then on doing it at probably the uh, airport Hilton hotel, which is still right here in the area and not far from my school, but the, uh, but then they can space. cater some meals for us and we'll have a bigger space and some of those kind of things. Um, but at the school, normally when we take a lunch, if we don't want the lunch to be a three hour lunch, there's a couple places here you can go and everywhere else. Food can be, if it's a sit down place, most of the food is great, but you had better be planning on staying a while. And so uh, in order to get something that's not a fast food thing, which we, you know, don't really want to do most, most of us, you know, hamburger, French fries kind of a thing. No, thanks. Um, is the uh, Panera bread gets you in there. You get in the line. They just get your food up. By the time you get to the end of the line, usually that food is coming up or it's coming up here in a minute. There are other places here in Maribel, a lot of them where they'll take your order and towards the end of the hour you had for lunch or the hour and a half, they'll get your food to you. And now you got to figure out when and how you're going to eat it and, and all that other stuff. And so most of the places we were like, don't go there. And, our, and of course, every time we get somebody new in, if it's a group, somebody ends up going somewhere else. They're an hour late getting back and they're like, Oh my God, I should have listened. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, um, so I do like some of the foods that I eat at Panera Bread, particularly the salads and that, and, and the way the things they'll do to them. At the same time, I mostly don't go other places because I know that we're not going to be in any kind of a timely anything. It's just a logistical thing. Sometimes we can get other other uh, lunch places. Like we have a place that's kind of next door to us that does things sometimes, but you know they get booked up and uh, and and otherwise you know may, maybe don't have enough 
people on staff that day or whatever it is. Um, and so, you know, it's just a nice, reliable place in town that can get us in and out and has good, clean food. Yep. Um, okay. So what was your favorite part of the Clear Tai Chi family gathering? So that was, that was probably Jim's least favorite part. Yes. But, uh, he's not Panera Bread. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, from, because there are various perspectives to take for the, the favorite part, but I think the one I looked at to, to choose my favorite was um, the one that would be most beneficial to me. And that was uh, George's where he went through a long process, um, more involved or that, than our um, you know 10-point Chi, and just added a few extra uh, aspects to it that helped me sort of put a line more and give a different perspective on it because um, alignment is one of my major issues and it's it's very basic and I felt I needed that um, really corrected before I could advance more with other aspects of it and and also he introduced um, a sort of re not relaxing but um, well, joint loosening flexibility exercise, which was another area where I am still doing a lot of work and um, trying to improve. So with those two aspects, um, it it was most beneficial to me. So for, for that reason, I thought that was my favorite, or that was my favorite um, for usefulness. But but they are, they were all very good, and I. Got a lot out of each of them. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, and I think the other things we had, we had the classes, we had the um, the um, round round table the panel for the round table panel for the COVID uh, response stuff and how to deal with that. We had the classes that were just for regional organizers and then the classes that work for everybody that had the, the certified member school instructors. Um, and so we had both of those and then we had, we'll have more push hands time in the future than we had this time. We did get in a little bit of push hands here and there, but not as much as we would like. But so there is that, that part of it that is part of this event. Um, and I feel like I'm leaving something out other than good times and laughter. Well, yeah, that's my, uh, I mean, my, honestly, I loved all of everything that he just described and every presentation was unique and, and, and wonderful to participate in. No, I was never bored with anyone's like thing that they were doing. It was all great. It was timed well. The stuff that was more like kind of warm up and stuff was in the morning. And then one day it was, it was great. And, uh, but my favorite part though, was the dinners because everybody like I mean we couldn't all talk to each other because it was a big group but we were sitting you know we had different kind of we could sit different next to different people at the different meals and um and you got to interact and laugh and share stories and um you know just kind of uh be together and talk about what we had seen during the day and what our favorite parts were and just interact with each other for a little while and um and you know kind of as a group um, and you know, that, that was my favorite part was just seeing everybody and catching up and talking to people and, um, and, you know, just kind of being together as commonly interested Tai Chi people, you know, just, just sharing time here. That was great. 
I also like the aha moments that I saw people get where it was like, that's what you've been talking about. And it was like, yeah, well, he said that 30 different ways, but okay, you needed to hear that from somebody else and now you got it. Cool. You know, and so and I and I figured there would be some of that. And so that was that was nice also. Yeah, no lesson. Sometimes you just gotta hear it from a different from a different voice in a different place. And in a well, different way, you know. Even though it may it may have seemed like not much push hands to you, but for me it was fantastic. I don't have people to push with. So um I really enjoyed that. Um I think that that was probably my favorite thing was getting the extra practice in for push hands since we do it differently also. Um, but like, the most, like we, we mean clear tai chi. I mean, clear tai chi does it differently than other. Yeah. Although um, well, Harry did a great presentation on how you can take what the skills in the clear tai chi and put that in with other, anybody, any other tai chi. So, yeah. yeah. I think the most useful thing for me was listening to the, to the round table panel about COVID because it's such a timely topic and you know something that everyone has on their mind all the time so it was it was really useful to know that there are things we can do to help with prevention and to help with recuperation and so uh that was extremely valuable to me i would definitely jump in there too and say regarding that uh and not to go off the rails here but we we were able to talk about healing methods that we do that come primarily from our Tai Chi training and whatnot, our Fagung, uh, where it, and it's all tied and meshed together. And I got to say, many, many people aren't aware of this or don't think it's real. So the fact that we could give real life testimony and stories from multiple people on this, I think probably opened a good number of eyes. And how can you not want that? Because we're all getting older. So to have the healing side, if you're, if you're Mr. Marshall, awesome but you're going to get old. So do you not want to be able to heal as well? So the fact that we could talk about this and how it helped with COVID along with many other things was really well, powerful. And with that, the examples that we were able to give that were very evidence-based where we had people who had it, they had very specific things going on. We were able to do the healing stuff with them yep. and they were able to get noticeable um, documented effects in terms of this is yeah. not an imaginary thing. It really is doing these things. And so... Right. And, and so many people think, and not that this isn't true to a degree, but so many people think that the healing in Tai Chi comes from the benefits you get in doing the form. And yes, there is that, but, but this is a whole different level, like way beyond that. And that's the thing that uh, I, I just want to share with everyone as we all do. So cool. Did everybody get the way in on this? Jim, what was your favorite part? We know what we know what we did it like. <laughs> although, although we do have the Mexican place down at the other end where they where they're also quick, fortunately, and you can get the Mexican food and go in there. And and Frenera's never given us a problem about somebody bringing in the Mexican food because we got such a big group. I think some of the yes, staff but... is happy that it's not another person in line. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And just for the record, I think uh, you, know, you have to be very talented to consume Mexican food and do Tai Chi in the same. Uh... <laughs> I make it a point to not do that because I don't think the torture to myself and others is worth the price. So, I would not disagree. <laughs> yeah. 
No, no. The, uh, you know, again, I, I was just blown away by the, uh, the talent, like a couple of people have mentioned. And, and I, as far as enjoying things, I, I learned so much in that three days that, you know, that I was able to bring back and share with the, the class, you know, on, on both Tuesday and Thursday, I, I used the time to introduce some of the new things that I learned at the gathering with the folks here in Boca Raton. So I, I think it, it just helps so much having, you know, having that outside influence that gives you more, more to share with the, with the classes when you get back when you get back home. Yeah. Yeah, and I've used uh, the over, I used this morning the stuff that I got from Art's presentation and Sheila's presentation. Um, and I've been using stuff for my own just personal benefit, um, you know, um, for that, that I got over the weekend. It's, uh, it was all, everything was like a really great kind of hookup. Um, you know, it was, it was wonderful. Yep. From every single one of you that taught, I got something and half the time, at least what I got was a way to present something that I hadn't thought about presenting in that way before. So to give you an idea, there's a, there's a version of things where I go in my body and go through my body from head to toe and I've done it longer term and I've tried to describe it to people on a not often, but on occasion. And I find that I've not been able to do a very good job of teaching that, even though I'm pretty decent at being able to do it. And Mark's presentation uh, did a very good job of giving me a way to talk people through it. Um, the, uh, and so there was stuff with that. Um, trying to think who else I saw that did that for the, uh, for Sheila's, it was that, hey, you can really get that drainage going on pretty fast. I've always known most of the drainage points here, but it had been some years since I'd actually done them. And so I did it there and didn't need a lot of drainage, I guess, but was able to get some and, and realized, okay, this is pretty quick. Got to remember this. So, um, so that was more the doing from like George. It was the way that he aligned and did what he did. Ooh, thunder. The, uh, like that. Uh, for Chad, the, uh, uh, I really liked the way that his particular method, what he focused in on us with was getting inside the body to be able to tell what's going on and sort of a diagnosis method using simple things to get there um, a lot of diagnosis methods are very high, take a very highly skilled person to do it. And this was a way so that somebody could much more easily get some ways to figure out what's going on inside somebody's body in a, in a physical way. Um, but that would lead to the internal pretty well. So that, that was real nice. Um, the, uh, I think I'm forgetting about three or four of the different ones, but I've got notes anyways. Um, yep. Yeah. The, uh, so the unique perspectives from different teachers, even though the basics or the essentials of the clear Tai Chi curriculum are the same, 
the uh, and so we've been talking a bit about what most stood out or caught your attention or what the biggest surprise was for you. And so that some of that just got worded a little differently than what we've been talking about. But what do you think most stood out or caught your attention or was surprised to you? Specifically, it was something that you already knew, but that you just got it in a different way somehow or saw something about it or like what I got where it was like, oh, I know that, but I hadn't thought about trying to teach it that way, that way of putting it across is different than what I've been thinking about doing or will work better for me somehow. You first. <laughs> you first. Oh, oh, you know, I, I only got a piece. Yeah. What's that? Okay. You're glitching out. I, I, I'm sorry. I only got a piece of Carly's presentation. Can you hear you me saw, now? You saw it on the Thursday, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you saw the whole thing on and, the Thursday. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And. And I, I know we had, you know, prior to that, had a discussion about that that element of the E and, and the police work and, and being able to, you know, to, to tell when somebody was hiding something from you. And I thought it was it was amazing to see that principle and, and how an 11 year old had that down pat <laughs> and I for years I was a trainer I tried to explain it to to new cops starting out and to to try to tell them that such a thing does exist and she she just handled it so naturally <laughs> I was like oh yeah this is this is how it works <laughs> that was great by the way Jim um you know you're uh uh your thing was Panera Bread. The, the one thing that Carly uh, regretted the most sort of about the workshop was that she didn't get to see your presentation because you went at the same time. Yep, but we've got it on film. And then when that when that gets finished processing, she and I already have a date to sit down and watch that. So she wants to see it. Oh, Which excellent. Also, since if it's, hey, hey, Matt, you're invited to that because if you're not there, then I'm the one getting, since it was a Marshall presentation of application, <laughs> If it's just me, that means I'm getting beat on. I get beat on on a daily basis by an 11 year old. Girl. I don't need to come <laughs> to the house extra for that. Yeah, right. It's getting you in practice for when you start having your own. <laughs> yeah. There should be hazard pay for having Jim as a partner, by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to get you next time. Yeah. Well, listen, somebody sent the picture and you're the one that had the baton digging in my uh, <laughs> thoracic. That one on my Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> got a phone to pick. All right. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. For those of you who are interested in internal power and want a reliable place to start, and for anyone who wants to experience internal power for themselves, go to internalpowerguide.com. I built a crash course in hands-on internal power. The practical guide to internal power is a work at your own pace online program. It is the course I use to get students from zero to 60 as quickly as possible. And it is totally free. So sign up at internalpowerguide.com now and get started right away. That's internalpowerguide.com.
that was um so the the surprise for me i think um was the uh amount the the amount is the wrong word the different kinds of physical implements that and physical kind of methods that the teachers used to get to like over like that kind of first hurdle for whatever it was that they were teaching they like the, they they had a different way a lot of the teachers not not everyone depending on what they were teaching of course but a lot of a lot of us had just kind of different ways of sort of stepping it back for people for if for kind of an even more basic level and an even more growth kind of physical expression of it just to give people the idea of what it, whatever it was that they were trying to do and or stepping it up uh, to higher and higher levels, um, whatever whatever the skill set was, using um, physical implements and other kinds of uh, training methods that go you know way beyond the form that these these individualized exercises or or whatever it was that we were focused in on had kind of a training pattern and and a lot of people used well everybody used different physical approaches but a lot of people used kind of radically different physical approaches from what we're used to seeing as Tai Chi people, but it all kind of converged on the same principle or concept or, uh, you know, whatever it was, whatever it is that we were focused on in that particular class, that element of the Tai Chi, um, it all got to Tai Chi the way we understand it, but they got there in different ways. And that was really interesting for me to see. I had to meet uh, validation by Carly. <laughs> the master level 11 year old <laughs> daughter um <laughs> amazing uh it was a couple of years ago uh when carly looked into me and wasn't even sure that i had the e-capacity to perhaps feel the bear and then you you felt well, you said, what well, there was that she was new at it and so she couldn't yeah. distinguish the difference between your ability to feel now yeah. and the capacity like that and so she what happened was she realized you couldn't feel now and so that's why she was thinking you didn't have capacity and then she learned that so sorry go ahead yeah oh no absolutely right uh and then yeah and you corrected her at the point and said no he does have the capacity just can't do it right now um that was a couple years ago and now i i've been working e-skill a ton since then and it was boom, boom, boom. Yes, has the capacity. Yes, he's actually felt something. And if we took him now, right this moment, yes, he could feel the bear, um, which would be interesting to truly see. Um, but but it, it does show that there uh, you keep working it and working it and working it and you do get the growth. Uh, Make sure you that the bear before the bear feels you. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, um, Harry, I'm not clear. When you say the capacity to feel the bear, I'm explaining exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so, um, yeah, see who, the better you got. I, I'll let you explain it because you'll be. <laughs> Thank you. So, take me off the hot seat. Yeah. So, different people have different levels of like, if you think physically, some people can lift a lot of weight, some people can't. And some people have whatever they've got going on in their body, whether it be injury or whether it be maybe older age um, or just something that's that's not structured as well, like a weak back or a weak, you know, uh, or arth severe arthritis, all kinds of things, right? Severe arthritis or other things. And so the same thing is true in the mind that um, 
that there are different skill levels or different ability levels and everything from um, completely has the capacity. In fact, it's like a, somebody turned on the TV in your face and it stays on and, you, and it's, the capacity is overwhelming because it's a capacity enabled and they can't shut it off. And it goes from that to like somebody turned off the TV and it's broke, it won't turn on. And mentally, uh, spiritually, for lack of a better way to say that. And so when you're looking at somebody that way as a, as a senior practitioner, teacher, master, skilled person, um, you can look at them and go, does this person have the capacity to feel things at a spiritual level or, and as you get better at it, you can tell most people hear and feel and that kind of stuff in different ways. Some people are very auditory. Some people are very visual. Some people are very tactile and they're that way in their brain as well, not just at the physical level. So, um, so it's not just how you perceive things in, but also how you process. And so do they have a processor that just doesn't work hardly at all and isn't going to or do they have great capacity with that particular item and so the first question there the first part was do you have capacity are you going to be able to use that thing once you learn how and or gain the skill the knowledge of it through the practice and so the first one is do you have capacity for that and most people do the fact that uh, a, a human being born everything being at its optimum you know and great and all that the answer is we all do but people through their lives have different kinds of thoughts different kinds of interactions different kinds of personality and development different kinds of belief systems everything from i don't believe anything ah and they block it out to i believe everything and you know uh and all the problems that can come along with that um and so, and then the belief systems that come and then the different things that happen to people in life and how they respond to it mentally, spiritually, um, and all of that. So that, that all goes to capacity. And so somebody could have capacity, but not be able to do the skill right now or do, or be able to feel things, you know, mentally, spiritually, or they might not have capacity. That doesn't mean capacity couldn't, couldn't happen for them. It just means Right now, they don't, you know, if your arm's broke, you don't have capacity to use that arm right now. We can heal that arm up. You will have capacity to use that arm. You know, and it can be a severe enough injury where somebody, even a doctor looking at you might go, I don't know what this is going to be like when it gets healed up. We'll have to see. Um, you know, or if you get somebody that's really like, uh, and science keeps getting better and better at it, the ability to reconstruct it. Well, the same thing's true in our mind. Um, although... It has a lot more to do with what we do and what we believe and how we and what we don't believe and how or why we don't do or don't believe it and how we interact with that and the development of our mind and our spirit and those things. So it all it's all part of the so thing. Let me let me back up for just a second because I just realized we've told this story in previous um podcast but we haven't actually like talked about it here and so just briefly basically what's happened is that Sifu was able to get out on the woods out on the trails that we have here in East Tennessee he was able to get a sense of a bear 
up ahead on the trail or nearby on the trail where he couldn't see it, but he could tell that there was like danger present, like a spidey sense kind of thing. And so that's what we're talking about specifically when we're when we say feel the bear. It's like right. a spidey sense, um, right. like a like a the presence of danger kind of a thing. Specifically, the way that they've been experiencing it most often, um, uh, he and Carly and the other students that have experienced around the area has been with the presence of bears because there are some up on trails here. Oh, and yeah. so yeah, and you, and you better be aware as you can be because otherwise you can get a little too close, a little too easily. <laughs> and then the bear feels you before you. Yeah. <laughs> the bear was aware very early that you were there, but but literally the awareness here. I'm not sure how far out it extends um you know on the natural without added trying to enhance it at all but it's somewhere in the quarter mile half mile range and i'm talking about through thick woods and twisty past stuff where you're not seeing that like you can feel like like the ones that i've felt now i can feel the thing 10 minutes before we're in proximity where you can actually visually see it where and that's when you're walking pretty moving along um and so that's and so we use that as a way to talk about developing e-skill, partially because it's it's a thing, and secondly, like for Carly, um, because you know, a little kid, you you talk about you want to feel the bear, you know, it's a little easier than than feel the mind of the other person and what you know, and some other things you get into that that you know that sound more like sci-fi that the the kid's not going to be into normally until they're in their teens somewhere. But you talk to a little kid about, hey, there's a bear. You want to feel the bear? Or, you know, this kind of okay. So. so you were talking about, though, I being able to tell whether another person can feel the bear. And then also being able to tell whether they have capacity, even if they can't feel it yet. That's right. Which is something that I heard about, not regarding a bear, just regarding mind skills from senior yeah. But I actually learned to tell the difference in feeling capacity because we had a student who, who went out to the woods here horseback riding with my wife and the student came back from the ride very excited saying I felt the bear I felt the bear you know I felt it and five minutes later up the horse trail and they're moving along on a horse there right. was actually the bear and they weren't sure what they were feeling at first but they realized it was that. And they came here to the house and told me, and I said, oh, you should tell Carly this. And they told Carly that. And as soon as the words came out of their mouth, Carly did this. <laughs> and I could see the energy she was looking inside their head to tell if they were telling the truth or not, to see if they had capacity, if they really could feel it. And I realized, and I realized, oh my God, not only can she feel the thing, but she can look at you and tell whether you can feel the thing. And so of course, I immediately looked and like, oh yeah, okay, makes sense. And it's a master level skill, but I didn't teach it to her. She figured it out on her own. And so then when I told her, okay, you know how you can feel that he could do it? And she said, yeah. And I said, if you look at anybody else, you're going to be able to feel too. And this was, this was three, three years ago. She was probably like eight. She gets up and she runs off in the house and she ran up to him because he works here in the house. And she looked at him and he was like, what's going on? And she was like, shh. <laughs> okay and then ran over to her mom and and like everybody else in the house and went and looked at him and she came back to me and i was like did you go look at the other people to see if they could feel the bear and she was like uh-huh 
okay. And I asked her, you know, who and what and that kind of thing. But anyways, it's a skill. And then there's other skills that come off of that. Those were here at the thing, saw that she was getting a certain level of information. And then I was getting about two steps deeper than that. And so if it was a very crystal clear, yes, they have capacity. No, they can't feel the bear right now. She was good. She was on that. If it was a little more nebulous, so there were other factors in there that were making that very cloudy, for lack of a better way to say it, much more difficult to discern, she would be hesitant. And you guys saw that. She was like looking and you could see her trying to weigh it out. And then I would tell her the, that you're not sure. Here's what's going on. And I could give you the more in-depth and I could feel it from the person and then tell her. And so I was having her look and you saw she was still looking while I was telling her this so that you know, give it a, give it six months, year. If she's, if she keeps working that now the trick will be having the people and practicing, but she will be able to discern like that. So well, and it's what a lot of masters that real masters do is they'll look at you and discern you and they might not take you as a student based on what they see. Well, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Rather than being their head against the wall. <laughs> Yeah, well, rather than having somebody you've taught for a year or two years and then finding out you shouldn't have taught that person anything because they're like evil, you know. So uh, see the evil up front and they go, you're evil. They don't tell them necessarily you're evil. They just go, I don't teach. You know, I'm not teaching. <laughs> so, so, Jim, I, I also heard you say something about that uh, Carly was able to, you were able to see that Carly was able to do something about that you had been trying to do in police work? Jim, are you still there? It was this, he was talking yeah, about- Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. I, yeah, a couple of months back, uh, we, again, we have been going over this, uh, with with the police work, a lot of times when you when you meet somebody or when you, you know, see somebody, they're all sending out signals and it was at the point when I worked up in New York, it was very typical to, to feel something and then, you know, jump out of a car and say to somebody, hey, what's, what's that in your right pocket? And, you know, it was, it was an uncanny type of experience because to the untrained person or, or the inexperienced person, it was like, well, why'd you just jump out and stop that person at random but the body sends off signals if you ever if you get used to carrying your cell phone around in your right front pocket or your wallet in your back left pocket a lot of times you you inadvertently get into the habit of just passing the hand or tapping the wallet to make sure it's still there or checking for the cell phone by you know just brushing your hand up against your front right pocket so guys that carry, you know, guns, they, they tend to do the same thing. They'll check their waistband or they'll check their pocket. Um, and also there's a certain amount of ye that they send out. When they see the police car, their mind goes to, uh-oh, can he see the gun? Okay. And it's like things like that you start to pick up on, you know, the, the, the more you know, seasoned guys. And uh, it was something that I found challenging because I can do that. But the exercises that we did in 
in uh, what was it level two, maybe Sifu, uh, where you have somebody behind you, and when they start pointing at you, or they start thinking at, you know, about you, you're supposed to be able to recognize that that they have their attention focused on you. So I had one skill, but that other level, I just it it frustrated me. So you know that that was. You know, why when when Carly, you know, but she answered that I've felt the bear, I laughed because it's not really a bear that I felt, but somebody, you know, with malintent or, you know, a person trying to do you harm. Yeah, well, I put that in there, the bear or other danger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, you know, I guess in, in, in the setting amongst friends in the, you know, in the school, you know, I, I didn't pick up on somebody pointing at me and, <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad I don't consider you guys quite the danger that, <laughs> that lurks outside the doors. <laughs> so, but, you, uh, you, get that you know, um, I, we, we walked through that. If you, I don't know if you remember, or you, I, you may, you might not have believed it, but you, you did, you did get it with me where I got almost straight up on you. But when it was like at the last minute, it was like, when, when my thought was on you, that was when you raised your hand and you did actually catch it, but um, <laughs> yeah, that was after it. a lot. I, I gather uh, it was after kind of a lot of failures because you, you, you were kind of down in the dumps about it when you asked me if I would help. <laughs> so Jim, there's a way to do this where you take your uh, taser <laughs> and then you have them stand behind you and they're coming after the jewels. <laughs> and it's either they're not moving towards you thinking about you or they're really thinking about getting them. <laughs> My guess is you'll get a lot better at it pretty fast. It might be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> is, is that like what they do used to do with the chickens in the cage in Chinatown and the electric wire, the dancing chickens? <laughs> probably. Oh my, probably something along those lines. <laughs> the dancing chickens. Yeah, that'd be the right way to put it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, uh, Phil, if that's uh, if that answers that that whole context of. It, it does have, you know, real life application. By the way, and we didn't say that all the training was for everybody. Just saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some people require a little more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but that, but yeah, that skill, um, you know, you, you might, you, I, I think the point you were trying to make, Jim, maybe, maybe not, but I think was that like, you might not be in a place where you need to feel a bear, but it's not, it may not, you know, may not be a bear that you need to feel, but there's still an element of danger there that you can get that kind of sense of. Um, yeah. And it has that real world application for you. And for us, it's about not getting eaten by a bear. But um, Well, for us, it was like that. Woods, but, uh, but I've used uh, the same skill uh, when somebody was thinking about doing something particularly nasty to me, but not showing it. And where I started getting the signals for that. I witnessed realized. it to a pretty impressive level where he called out events that were going to happen before, like well before they happened, um, like 30 seconds to a minute before they happened, but in the order that they were going to happen and in exactly the way that they happened. Um, and what it was like, was aware of it that much even in advance. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And that had nothing to do with bears. Anyway, so Carly, I helped her. You know, she had this, the game she likes to play in that regard. And then there's the skills that, like I said, she's the person I got it from. Um, even though I have experienced it with senior masters before, 
watching her do it with what was being told, it was very clear to me, evident to me, what that skill involved. And so then I helped her put, put together that as a curriculum to get to the things that she wanted to teach because I asked her what she wanted to teach. And those last two drills is what she wanted to teach because she likes playing those games. And so then it was a progression to get there. And so, yeah. And then she, like you said, she, she knew what she needed to do to get it, to get people to that point and was excited to get everybody to that point, because if you can play those games, especially if you know her and she's very shy, it takes a while, but if you know her, I guarantee you we're going to go out to dinner somewhere and you're going to be like, what is that? Feels like something drilling into the side of my head. It's garlic. So a little green on her face. You'll be looking at it like that, you know, eyeballing you. Yeah. So. Yep. And there again, it was a great example of like where where I knew Carly had kind of gotten the games that she likes at sort of the level that she's kind of got them at. And she's, you know, worked up in skill some, but it was just like, well, here's how you play that game. And then she's kind of started doing it. And there really wasn't much more to it for her. But she knew that she was going to need to step people up somewhat more gradually than that. And so she kind of reverse engineered how to do it. And that's one of I think the big strengths of the clear Tai Chi system as a whole is that that's kind of the, it's kind of the way it's all laid out. Well, I've worked her up through the skills that are in the level two push hands where you're extending out your mind, your E, and then the different kind of strength and power that gives you. And when she's, um, uh, you know, uh, rested and, and feeling her oats, she can do it to a level that's very impressive for that. And then she can be really, in the push hands game, she can be super hard to move where you can absolutely tell there's something different going on there, like at a, at a level. Um, and so um, she's learning how to apply that under the ways. And then we're getting ready to start her through the full level two where she's got to like own the curriculum. Um, and she picks it up fast for, the, for those kind of games and those, those kind of skills. So... I don't worry about her knowing it, but I am making sure she knows it where she retains it long-term as opposed to it being a short-term memory thing. And so um, we'll be getting into that. And uh, anyways, yep. Um, other surprises or um, things that stood out or caught your attention or um, noteworthy to you somehow. Anybody else that didn't weigh in yet? Okay. Um, out of the weekend, what did you feel you got the most from that will benefit you from now on in your practice of the art? And, and, and so it's three questions. In the practice of the art, as a teacher, as a practitioner. And I guess it's two questions because your practice of the art is a practitioner and then also as a teacher. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and just say again, this was um, back to uh, George's workshop and the helping has given different methods of improving the, the basic structure, alignment, and flexibility in the body. Um, and that helps, obviously, in, with martial skills where the energy can flow more freely and I am more aligned um, which is, of course, very important for being not double-weighted and, and having good connection. And it helps both um, for myself in, in that respect and 
with, with the presentation and relaying the information on um, applying the checks that um, look at the look at your structure internally and get things aligned. It, it would help me relay that to 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 a student or for students to help them get um, aligned correctly. So I found that very helpful. With with him, what I the one where it's if you go backwards, you know, like when you're doing anything, it would step backwards slowly in the tai chi in the back. Like you, when you walk doing tai chi walking, beginners normally you do it forwards and you do it backwards. And one of the things I got there was that if you want to help build the internal better, do the backwards walking um, because your mind can't you can't see back there with your vision if you're keeping your head to the front, and so you end up bringing your vision in through you and back behind you and it, and it helps you to feel internally better. So that was extremely useful to me, both from teaching and as something to do if I'm having trouble for some reason feeling internally on a given day. And then uh, March for being able to teach that internal thing like that. Um, and then, um, so those were the two that stood out to me, but I, I know I'm forgetting at least one other skill like that that I got that was that was extra like worth the price of admission to me for for that thing by itself so I think you know for me the on the personal level I've spent so much time with the with the external stuff and the martial stuff that I really really appreciated uh, a couple of the things uh, I know Steve Robinson uh, did the segment on on sung and relaxing and, and, and allowing the body to, uh, to just flow freely. I know that's, that's a big issue that I battle with and at, at you know, I'm going to be pushing 60 soon. And, you know, the, the battle turns from the, uh, you know, the, the, the fist to fist or the hand to hand stuff to the uh, battling of the, just the aging process. And the things that, you know, uh, Art and Sheila went over were, uh, were very good and beneficial in that area. And I find that more and more of the students, you know, bringing that information back home, more students now I'm getting are interested in that aspect of the Tai Chi, especially post-COVID. You know, a lot of people are stressed. A lot of people are having problems with anxiety now and and all of this stuff that's been building over the last year and a half. So they're they're getting out for the first time and they, they want to know how to relax, how to deal with a lot of this pressure. So yeah. I guess those those two elements were you know were a great uh, a great thing to walk away from the gathering with. So thank you. Um, I'll jump in and say, uh, as a teacher, um, I've had to do this on a couple of other occasions uh, at some other public workshops, but it's always good to have a mixed group skill level wise and learn how to be able to address and teach to that wider range uh, of the room. Um, typically, you know, because you may want to 
uh, focus on the higher level skills, but how do you get the beginners that are in your group to come along with what you're trying to teach as well? So it's good uh, in a public workshop situation to be able to have that uh, versus your normal students in your own classes, you know what their skill level is. And, and generally, you mostly have your classes arranged where they're in similar levels. So with a public workshop, that's different. Um, and I also learned how to take my uh, class material and chop it by about 20 minutes. <laughs> I still get through it. <clears throat> Lunch ran a little long. I got cut short. Uh, but anyway, uh, but that was good. Um, from a, um, a practitioner perspective, uh, getting some stuff that are very specific to our clear Tai Chi, tai chi style um, that really improve my connectivity and my flow uh, that I had not necessarily understood or exactly seen before uh, was very changing. So thank you. Yes. Um, one of the things I guess that I noticed with it is, uh, uh, you know, there's a tendency uh, when we learn new things to try to organize them or compartmentalize them. So we'll go, this is self, oh, I'm doing self-defense. We almost will shift into a self-defense mode, or I'm doing healing and you'll shift into a healing mode. And so um, what I was trying to do is I was always going, okay, where's the Tai Chi? Everything, everything we went, I, I tried to kind of like, instead of focusing on the thing, I would think, where's the Tai Chi? And all of it was Tai Chi all weekend. Everything was Tai Chi. But uh, uh, one thing that I guess stood out to me was when I did the Chinese massage with Chad and he has you do the diagnostic at the beginning. I was able to use my Ting to spot all the errors that needed to be corrected. Yeah. And so I guess that's the thing I would take away from it is that is that, you know, uh, it was all Tai Chi but you have to, you have to be very careful. Like you might zoom in for a second, like this is the massage element or this is the, mar the martial arts or, or the, 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 you know, dropping the root or whatever, but, but then to, to zoom back out and go where, you know, see where it all puts those together, like the core elements. Cool. Mm -hmm. Mark, another thing about when you're learning things, um, sometimes we like to focus on the things that we already like or that we're already good at. Right. And then on the other hand, you can experience the most growth with the things that perhaps you need more practice that you're not so intuitive about. Right. So um, I was very pleased to see that I had, you know, a smorgasbord to pick from on both ends. So I got to practice the things I really like, but I also got a lot of improvement in things that I need to practice more. Amen. That's absolutely true. Also, Harry, I got to find out from Thursday and Friday with the regional organizer classes and the instructor classes that I put double the amount of material that I could go through. So I already have all of next year's teaching for both those classes completely on my list there. And I haven't added anything yet. So you got to love that. <laughs> I'm guessing going forward, I'll have whatever's coming for the next year, the year before. And, uh, I don't think there's ever been a workshop, Sifu, except your certification workshops, where you don't have way more material that can possibly be gotten through. So, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and, I, 
and I'm going to hope a little uh, that that we all change a little bit too over the next twelve months. <laughs> For the better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know as a practitioner what the, I, I don't think I could say that there was one thing I got the most from that will benefit me because I, like I've already incorporated so much of what I got over the weekend and like started using it and started playing with the stuff that I, that I picked up from the various teachers that were there. Like personally, I don't think I can pick one, but I will say as a teacher, what, um, what I looked, what I what I didn't start looking for at first, but what I kind of noticed, and then I started reflecting on and, and actually kind of hunting down as I went through and watched the different presentations that were there, were the ways that everybody explained um, the, the kind of the benefits of doing whatever their thing was and why the students should want it in the first place. There's different. You know, I'm, I'm always struggling as a teacher to try to figure out how to motivate students to do things that they don't necessarily, um, you know, understand yet. And so um, what I what I got a much clearer picture of the, uh, of kind of different smart things that I saw people doing and sort of trends and patterns in that. And, um, you know, for short term benefits, a lot of times it was just easier for people to kind of go do it with me once and you'll feel it. Um, and for longer term um, kind of things there, it may be required a little more explanation, but the way, the way that people approached it and the things that were said and the kind of the, the metaphors that were given and the, um, just the different approaches that everybody took to kind of going into like, ultimately at the end of the day, you know, you could spend your time doing a lot of things. Here's why you would want to spend some of it doing this. Um, and I, and I got a lot of value out of watching everybody with that, through that kind of lens. Cool. Did everybody get the weigh in? All right. Um, last but not least, the, uh, how did you all like the clear Tai Chi certified teacher only classes? And what can you say to our listeners about this? And so Harry, you kind of, you kind of, and so yeah, and so Harry, you kind of weighed in on that a little bit already, uh, which was you saw some things that are very specific about our style, that um, were useful going forward, and 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 you got some of the why of that, although some of the why of that I know was immediately evident um, because of how our style works. Um, but that it wouldn't be obvious to people if they're at the beginner level or they're an outsider completely um, kind of trying to look in. They won't, because so much of it's internal, they're not going to be able to really see it so much. And so I'm not so much asking for your specifics of what was taught as much as how did you like it? And if you were trying to explain anything about that in an aggregate way to, um, to in an overall way to other people, what would you say about it that would be maybe helpful to them as to why they might want to do that? I would just say um, that it's um, it, it, the, the, the extra training, more specific for the regional organizers and more, more, more private, perhaps higher level after a point training is it's, an excellent reason for clear Tai Chi that that you can, as has been mentioned, 
do the form, do the form, do the form, and get better at it, maybe feel things lighter. But, but with, with your instruction and emphasizing particular points and, and maybe processes or techniques or features to work on in particular, you'll um, much more quickly develop a particular capacity for maybe a particular application or general application. Just, just very briefly, that's what I got out of it or how yeah. I would recommend it. Yeah, you're saying if you keep doing the form, then this myth that you're supposed to magically get it typically doesn't happen. And it's, it's a rare, rare, rare situation when somebody really got any kind of even intermediate level skill out of doing that. And you're saying that by our approach, it really helps you to accelerate gaining skill and knowledge and ability. So yeah, I... I yeah, that's that's the, that's the that's the intent for it. <laughs> I, just like the ad, also besides with with repeated practice again, because I was doing that for a while and and develop some sort of energy, and I say, well, this is something extra. But with you know clear tai chi, um, one can find the exact purpose of it, or use or application of it, and how to develop it. Whereas otherwise, you might say, oh, I got this, but it's good and it's something, but I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Cool. I think I think there's so many the benefits of explaining the form and explaining the the e or the intent that goes into the movement is so important. It separates what you're doing from the traditional. I want to say health club tai chi, where you just go through the motions, follow me. And it's sort of a dance. It's not really, they're not really working with the, with the different jings. You're not working with the, the intent of the motion and the feeling within the body. I think that was one of the things that, that I appreciated about the, uh, the instructors only portion that, uh, that I walked away with. Cool. Well, I, I think that even on the health energy side, the health side, that if somebody's just doing the form, it's better than being on your couch. But it's not the, just the choreography. It's not greatly improved over just taking a walk. It's that it requires more information and understanding. There's other things you have to do. Um, and they're simple enough and they're Tai Chi things, but um, it can't just be done like do the rope choreography and somehow magically those things are going to show up. It's that you do have to understand principles and, and the methods and apply them, do them, um, and then those benefits come. But you have to, you actually have to know something about it. It's not just get up and start moving around and just magically going to do anything other than give you better benefits than you got by getting up off the couch and doing something. So, yeah. Kind of along the same line, or again, I don't know, in that neighborhood of thoughts, um, I, I got a lot of benefit out of the, uh, the specific like regional organizer and Kotechi member school days. Um, partly because, like, I got a lot out of all of the sessions, but in the more kind of general, um, you know, the Saturday, Sunday, um, you know, everybody uh, in the attendance kind of a thing. Um, I feel I felt a lot more like a sort of ambassador of clear tai chi in a lot of ways. There's a there's anytime there's a lot of beginners, 
um, or uh, or people even who have more experience in Tai Chi, but from other systems or who have taken more of like a kind of a follow along do the form kind of approach and are now exploring more of the internal side of things, but they're kind of getting started on that. There's these other kinds of questions that kind of keep getting asked over and over again. And um, when you're in a room full of people that have really just focused in on clear Tai Chi for a long time and have developed in the system, uh, you know, to um, even just, you know, past kind of the level one requirements, if you're just in a group like that and you can kind of skip past all those beginner level questions, you can start to get a lot more really, really quickly because you're all speaking the same language and you're all kind of on the same wavelength already. And then, you know, super clear, obviously, um, you know, having brought us as far as he has um, in the system that way and having codified the system that way, he knows right where you're at and where to kind of talk to you at and how to approach things with you. And there's no mystery around that. There's no fumbling. Um, it's just very direct. And so you get a lot of like juice out of that particular training session more than you know more than a lot of others that you go through it's just it's very very on point that way and because because it's because of the audience that's there because of who is participating yeah, the the energy in the room is amazing yeah yeah and everyone is so focused because they're appreciating you know what we're getting so it's it's a rare environment and i feel really honored to be included it's it's really um i don't have words it's um amazing thank you thank you and we also didn't get to weigh in on that yet Okay. All right. So the uh so we will have another one of these next year and obviously the every workshops, year. Every year thereafter. And uh we've got other workshops in between. For this workshop for each year, we held the the and workshop, not really the word for it, but the family gathering. Um first weekend in June, first full weekend in June, starting you know, a couple of days earlier than that. So around the first full week of June is when you would look for that. And then uh, TaiChiGathering.com, uh, that's where you can get more information for it. So check TaiChiGathering.com for more information. And yep, we'll be posting immediately like highlights from this one. And uh, we'll kind of leave the speakers up until we, what, what the events were from the 2021 inaugural Gathering. Tai Chi Bonanza event worldwide. Um, but yeah, the uh, um, uh, and then we, as soon as we have more details, we'll be coming in as we go. Um, you should be able to sign up for it anytime and get updates, uh, you know, right up until the event next year. First week of June. Well, thanks again. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks, lady. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. More next time. Yep. And everyone listening, please go to TaiChiGathering.com. And now, a word from our sponsor. The internal power that comes at the higher levels of Tai Chi can seem mysterious. 
But that is mostly because Tai Chi students don't see the big picture yet. They don't even understand what the higher levels of the art are, much less have a plan to get there. Even though the senior masters mostly agree on what the steps are, they mostly don't talk about it. On the TaiChiRoadmap.com, I outline all of the steps of Tai Chi development. Everything is explained so you know what to do, when to do it, and why. This is the complete roadmap to Tai Chi mastery with an explanation of all the steps from rank beginner to senior master. Again, that is a free course that you can access online. Go to TaiChiRoadmap.com to sign up. That's TaiChiRoadmap.com.